Hi, this is Richard Swart with Information Security and Media Group, publishers of BankInfoSecurity.com and CUInfoSecurity.com. Today we'll be speaking with James Kist, who is a senior consultant for Icons, Inc. He has more than 15 years' experience in information technology and has authored courseware on several topics, including network security, Unix system security, web application security, and wireless network security. He regularly conducts penetration tests and vulnerability assessments against various types of systems and networks. He is a Certified Information Systems Security Professional, CISSP, and is a SANS GIAC GWAS, which is a GIAC Web Application Security Certified Professional. He has a Bachelor's Degree in Computer Science from the University of Buffalo. How are you doing, Jim? Good. How are you doing? Doing well. What I'd like to do is find out a little bit more about your experience. You have extensive experience in vulnerability assessment and pen testing. How do you get experience as a pen tester, and is this an area that has increasing demand? Um, getting experience, uh, first off, you need to be familiar with the uh, technologies that you're assessing. So, for instance, if you're looking at Windows for security problems, you have to understand the uh, configuration issues associated with, with Windows. Um, same thing with you know a Cisco router or whatever you may be looking at. And being familiar with those uh, configurations and uh, security issues helps you to look for the um, Weaknesses in those systems that you're you're assessing, um, and uh, far as increasing demand, yes, it is becoming something that is uh, definitely a need, mainly because a lot of the uh, privacy regulations that are out there associated with uh, GLBA, um, the um, payment card industry uh, security standards, and Sarbanes-Oxley. Um, it's very important that uh, information and systems be kept secure and confidential and uh, away from unauthorized users. What are some of the best practices that you've seen in terms of conducting thorough vulnerability assessments? Um, just using the latest tools that are out there. Um, me personally, I like to use Nessus, which is an open source security scanner. And uh, after the results come back from Nessus, I like to use a variety of tools depending on uh, the systems that are being assessed. You know, there's specific tools for VPN assessments, uh, SSH assessment, SSL assessments, depending on the technologies that you're assessing that allow you to go deeper than a uh, vulnerability scanner would allow you to go. You also have experience in doing web allocation security testing. Is that becoming a growth area, and what issues do you see facing financial institutions when you do assess their web application security? Yes, it's definitely becoming a growth area because many organizations and financial organizations are using the web for more and more services for the customers, online banking, online payments, um, <clears throat> balance inquiry, etc. So there's a lot of sensitive information that can be accessed through web servers, and the biggest issue that I see with web applications is uh, lack of proper input validation. Things like SQL injection attacks and... Yeah, SQL injection, cross-site scripting, those are probably the biggest ones, and those are all related to um, not valid validating the input properly. Let's change gears for a second. You also have a lot of background and training and assessment. When you work with companies to develop training programs, are there training and awareness needs that these companies are not aware of, or are there significant gaps in what you're seeing done in industry? Yeah, typically there's a lot of things that organizations don't think of. Um, a lot of it is related to newer technology, such as wireless or maybe voice over IP. But a lot of it has to do with uh, a standard um, 
things that have been placed for a long time, such as uh, printers or maybe CD-ROMs. A lot of organizations don't realize that sensitive information can be carried out of the organization through printed documentation or maybe on a CD-ROM or even a USB device. What are some best practices that you use when you conduct this training? What's, what are effective tools that other people could implement? I think the two most effective things are to one to relate it to the organization and to the individual that you're training, relate it to their day-to-day work as opposed to being generic. If you just if you're just very high-level and generic, it's going to be hard for that user to relate it um, to their daily tasks. And another thing that is effective is show, is show the individual how uh, a lack of best best practices and security is going to directly affect them and the organization that they work for. So, for instance, if it's a publicly traded company, you can show them that a security breach is going to directly affect the stock price. And usually in a publicly traded company, an employee has some options, so it's directly affecting them. So bringing it home to the users sort of increases their buy into the training. Correct. Now, what's your opinion in terms of classroom-based training or CBT or training from vendors? What are you seeing most companies doing in the financial industry, and is it effective? I think a combination of classroom training and CBT training. Uh, Classroom training is probably the most effective, and CBT training is the most cost-effective. You also teach CISSP classes. What hints would you have for listeners who are planning on sitting for that exam? I would say before you come to class, have some experience in security. If you're new to security, the class isn't going to have a lot of relevance to you. You're not going to understand a lot of the material. And another important point is to really plan for about two to three months of study time after the class and before you take the certification exam. If you take the class and expect to pass the certification exam the day after the class, um, the chances of that are relatively low just because of the breadth of the information covered on that exam. It's very um, broad across 10 different domains, so you really need about two to three months of study time before you attempt the certification exam. Would you recommend to somebody that they sit for that exam before they have the three or four years of required experience, or would you recommend that they wait until they have all the required experience? I would recommend that they they wait just because it's going to increase their chances of passing the exam. A lot of the questions on the exam come, or most of the questions on the exam come from industry um, professionals, so the questions are going to directly relate to a lot of the work that they're going to be doing on a day-to-day basis. Are there other certifications or exams that you would encourage people to consider getting? Um, well, there's the... SAN certifications, which are highly recommended, and they have some certifications that are specific to different areas. The one that I have is specific to web application security. Web application security, I think, is the uh, hot topic right now, and it's a growth market for security. What's involved in getting one of those certifications from SANS? It depends on the certification. Um, the requirements are different. Usually you have to take a class um, you, and sometimes you have to do a, a hands-on practical showing that you can apply the knowledge from the class and then you also have to take a, uh, a written exam. Well, what advice would you give to a new professional, Jim? What, where should he or she invest their time and money in terms of receiving training and certification? 
Um, like I said before, I think web application security is the place to focus right now. Most organizations are taking their traditional applications and moving them to a uh, web platform, mostly because of ease of deployment issues and um, all the new technologies for in the application space are mostly um, based around the web application technologies. A lot of your what they call the web 2.0 technologies, you know, AJAX and, and technologies like that that allow a highly interactive and dynamic web content. And because there's so much functionality in these new components in the web, there's a lot of security issues, and that's really where organizations need to focus. That's really where organizations are lacking in security right now. Aside from AJAX, what are some of the key, the key skills or key programming languages that somebody would need to know in order to be effective at web application security? Um, you're going to need to know the, uh, the .NET languages, the Java, JSP language, and uh, PHP. Those are really the three most common web application technologies that are being deployed right now. So it sounds like this is an area that computer science students would do very well in. What about somebody coming out of a business program or a, or a managing information systems program? Would they be able to pick these skills up, or would they probably have to go back to school to become a programmer before they could do this? Well, it, it depends on the uh, the depth of the technologies and what they're performing in their, their job. If it's uh, what's called a, a black box assessment of a web application, um, they can usually – a business – student would be able to pick that up using some of the tools that are out there to do the assessments of the, uh, the websites. But if you get into source code analysis and you really need to know the language very well, and then a computer science student would do better in that area. Well, when you work with banks and financial institutions, are there um, emerging threats or emerging problems that you think they need to be paying more attention to, aside from the web application security? Um, I think wireless security is a big one, and voice over IP security is another big one, anything to do with the latest technologies. And protecting sensitive information is another important thing, and just realizing all the different avenues that sensitive information can leak out of the organization. So, you know, data leakage prevention is another big topic that organizations need to be concerned with. Okay, well, thank you for your advice today, Jim. I hope our listeners will listen to some of your advice and proceed to focus on areas that are certainly emerging. Okay, thank you. Right. Well, thank you for listening to another podcast with Information Security Media Group. To listen to a selection of other podcasts or to find other educational content regarding information security for the banking and finance community, you can visit www.bankinfosecurity.com or www.cuinfosecurity.com.